what do you think about the idea of receiving a monthly stipend? If every citizen was given an unconditional basic income to meet their living costs, that's exactly what Finland is going to be doing from next year. They'll be the first country in the world to launch a universal basic income. And the idea is quickly gaining international attention. Is it something that we could or we should adopt in Australia as well. Dr Mark Lydiard is a Senior Lecturer in Social Policy at Curtin University in Western Australia. Hello, Mark. Hello, Sir Bill. How are you? Thanks for joining me on the Sunday Sesh. Now, can you You're first well. explain how a universal basic income would work and, and how it would be funded? Yeah, this, uh, on first glance, the, the concept of universal basic income is a bit out there, really. Uh, I, I mean, in a nutshell, it's money for nothing. As you mentioned, you give every citizen a basic obligation-free wage uh, to meet their living costs, and that means that those who don't want to work don't have to work. Um, it's a very interesting idea. It's been around for a long time, and it's not just uh, the usual suspects on the left. It's supported by those on the left and the right. So uh, Milton Friedman, for example, and, and Charles Murray, who are both key architects of Thatcherism and, and Reaganism, they, they were both supporters of the idea of a universal basic income. And the key driver, the key advantage is really an attempt uh, to uh, reduce the so-called welfare trap, which is to do with the withdrawal of means-tested benefits. Uh, and we know that, and Australia is no exception to this, we know that many uh, welfare systems around the world have welfare tapers, which means that the loss of welfare income for each uh, dollar that you earn in the labour market can often be steep enough uh, to ensure that work doesn't pay, or in fact pay so little extra uh, per week that it discourages uh, job seekers. So the idea, really, just, just to kind of finish uh, on that, the idea is that uh, everyone gets a universal basic income and then uh, I suppose the lifters, those who want to uh, uh, work, get to keep uh, their additional income in the knowledge that the, the leaners, uh, they don't starve, but they're tangibly worse off. I like how you use lifters and leaners, very clever. <laughs> now, I can't help but thinking, um, Mark, that, um, you know, that charming Australian phrase that we hear often, um, doll bludger, you, mm. you'd be familiar with it. I can't Indeed. imagine a lot of people would view the idea of a universal basic income in a favourable way. I mean, they'd probably label it in a similar way. Is there any real risk, though, that, that this could be a disincentive uh, to work? I, I think this is this is yeah, there are some real problems with uh, this concept. It's interesting, as you mentioned, that uh, Finland is the first to uh, trial this. They're starting a, a trial uh, next year. There's some reasons why I think uh, the Finnish uh, the, the, the Finnish welfare system is rather different to Australia because Australia has a more privatised welfare uh, state, and so that has some some interesting implications. But there are some real problems with with this. Cost is an obvious one, and we can talk about that in a minute. But the the, the issue of conditionality, I think, is one of the key obstacles with uh, launching something like this in the context of Australia. And what that means is the idea of getting something for nothing. Sometimes, of course, in life, we do get something for nothing, uh, but usually we don't. Uh, and we've seen, uh, well, the, the narrative of lifters and leaners, which was a lyrical reworking of the British uh, phrase, uh, skivers and strivers, uh, has been instrumental in terms of framing uh, austerity and cuts to public spending and, and um, the vilification, really, of, of welfare uh, claimants. Uh, but actually, public attitudes in Australia are very interesting, uh, both in terms of attitudes to taxation and uh, public spending. So we know, for example, that about three quarters of Australians would like to see more spend. 
uh, on education and on health uh, rather than less. And we also know that around about 40% of Australians would like to see uh, an increase uh, in uh, welfare benefits. And of course, we've had some business groups fairly recently in Australia arguing for an increase in new start, for example, for, for the reason being uh, that uh, the, the argument that new start level is so low that it, it actually precludes effectively looking for work. But I think you're right on the money. Attitudes towards welfare claimants, so-called dole bludgers, is like to be a key obstacle here. And Mark, I mean, I'm no economist, but um, I would have thought that perhaps this would be uh, something that would slow down the uh, economy uh, and rather than see seeing economic growth, because I'm imagining that consumer spending would reduce. Um, it, would that be the case? Well, it, that is a very interesting question, because we know that there's growing interest in this across Europe. Um, at Switzerland, uh, very recently, rejected universal basic income. It's also been uh, closely looked at uh, in Holland. The Germans have also been looking at this, as have uh, the UK uh, opposition party. And one of the key reasons why this is attracting such interest in Europe is to do really with the failure of, of uh, austerity. We know post-global financial crisis in attempts to, to deal with pretty high levels of uh, uh, of of, of uh, government debt uh, across uh, Europe. We've seen uh, programs of austerity, big cuts to public spending. Uh, and it's interesting that the IMF, which has been one of the key architects of this, over the past six months have begun to acknowledge that this hasn't worked. What we're seeing in Europe is, is a flatlining uh, of uh, the Eurozone, flatlining of the European uh, economies. Uh, and this has led to, de- to deflation. And of course, we're also seeing some signs of deflation in the context uh, of Australia. And so the idea is that if you give, uh, well, to, to go back one step, uh, the, the problem has been that if a large wave of the population have no income uh, and no money, what they can't do is spend. And if they don't spend, that then has a cascade effect in terms of economic growth. So that is one of the arguments in in favour of a universal basic income. And of course, in Australia, we saw something similar with the Rudd stimulus packages when we many of us got these uh, tax refunds. Uh, through the post with uh, very explicit instructions to spend. Uh, now, we know that's a fairly blunt monetary tool. We know that spending on gambling and fairly other undesirable uh, social activities rose. But nonetheless, most economists acknowledge that that was instrumental in keeping Australia out of post-GFC recession. So as a driver of economic growth, I think the problems with flatlining economies in Europe and the spectre of deflation is one of the drives of this. And the problem of deflation is very serious because uh, once um, people aren't spending uh, and you, you're entering a, phrase of, a phase of deflation, uh, why, why spend $100 now for something when you know that next year it'll be $90? And once you get into that cycle, businesses then don't invest and so the cycle goes downwards. And we, we are looking at um, global deflation for the first time since 1930s. So this is one plank uh, of, of a suite of possible solutions to that to generate economic growth. And Mark, finally, uh, I mean, I guess um, there's been a lot of um, a rise in inequality in a, in a lot of the Western countries that you mentioned. Is this mm. perhaps, I mean, you mentioned the, the right and the left are agreeing on this. Is this perhaps a solution towards stopping the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer? There's there's some debate about this. I think it's interesting what we what we're seeing, uh, and we're seeing aspects of this in Australia. We're clearly seeing this here playing out in some fairly peculiar ways uh, in America in terms of the uh, U.S. presidential uh, ele- election. Is um, stagnant wages 
uh, and concern about growing inequality, patterns of inequality are growing uh, pretty pretty dramatically, really. Um, and there, there's some debate about this being a vehicle for beginning to address uh, problems of inequality, although there's some debate about this. The idea that the, 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 the leaners get to keep whatever else they, uh, they earn, some have suggested, and some models suggest this, that this may actually lead to, to an increase in inequality, even if uh, you're starting, everyone starts on, on a level footing. Um, so there's some, some debate about this. I suppose the other issue that's important here is the rise of the digital economy. We are uh, things like zero hours contracts and so on. We know that there can be good economic reasons for businesses favoring things like zero hours uh, contracts, but of course it has all kinds of implications for, for employees. Um, and this is a challenge for policymakers around the world. And uh, in fact, this is one of the reasons for Sweden that recently introduced a six, um, six hour working day. Uh, and they recognise that um, it's a six-hour working day is more productive than an eight-hour working day. Uh, so there's a number of, of aspects to this, which is uh, all playing together means that uh, there's, there's much more interest in this concept than there was even just five years ago. Well, I've got to say, Mark, I do like the idea of a six-hour working day. And what about, <laughs> what about you? Would, you? would you like a basic wage? I, I think it's an interesting concept. I think there are some challenges. Cost is, is the key challenge uh, here. The, the modelling is slightly different, but depending on the modelling you look at, it's estimated that the cost of introducing a universal basic income will be around about between 1% and 3% of GDP. And what that means in Australia is, is between $16 and, and $50 billion uh, a year. And, of course, that's a lot of money. Um, and what, we, what we're not sure about is how that would work in practice. The Germans looked at this and rejected this in two, 2013 for a number of reasons, not least because they were concerned about unintended consequences for uh, work motivation. So it would well, be very so, interesting uh, to see how this works in Finland. Yeah, uh, we're, we're all very interested. Thank you so much, Mark. That's Dr Mark Lydiard, Senior Lecturer in Social Policy at Curtin University in Western Australia. This is a Sunday sesh.